does levothyroxine cause weight gain? That's the question we are going to be answering today. I'm Dr. Childs. You can see a picture of me on my blog right here. Um, and this is a screenshot of my blog that I'm going to uh, kind of be going over today. And that is the question we are going to be answering. And the reason I'm even attempting to answer this question is because this is something that so many patients ask me. Um, and the reason is, is pretty simple. They have been put on levothyroxine by their doctor and they notice that their weight keeps going up. Okay, And this is um, despite going up and up and up on the uh, medication that they've been given, which is usually levothyroxine or Synthroid. And when you think about thyroid hormone and you think about what it does in the body, um, it, it, this can get very confusing because we're taught that thyroid hormone controls the metabolism of your body. So if you have low thyroid hormone, your metabolism will be lower and you're going to gain weight, right? It's very simple. So if I replace that thyroid hormone in your body, your metabolism should go up and you should lose weight. However, that turns out not to be the case in a lot of patients. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. Okay, I'm going to scroll down through this post and um, just kind of show you if you want to get to this post. Um, I'll provide a link down below or you, if you're watching this on YouTube or if you're uh, listening to this as a podcast, um, I'll make a, a way for you to be able to get to this post so you can look at it yourself. As you can see, um, this post has been pretty popular. It's got about 16,000 shares at the time of this recording, and I'm really grateful for that. Um, and so I think you'll probably like this. Okay. And so before we jump into the question, we really need to understand all of the factors that affect thyroid function, but also just some basics about thyroid physiology. All right. And if you are new to the, to the thyroid scene, this may seem like a lot of complex information. So I'm going to dumb it down and uh, make it very simple for you. Okay. Just realize that there is more to this than, than I'm speaking about right now. But essentially what you have is this, and there's a graphic on the blog that you can, that you can look at or just follow my, my pointer and uh, my mouse right here. So this, is, this depiction is of the thyroid, and you can see that the thyroid secretes T4. It also secretes a little bit of T3, but, but the majority of it is T4. And T4 is the inactive thyroid hormone in the body. Okay, That's very important because we're going to come back to that a little bit later. But T4... Um, the thyroid produces, the, the majority of the thyroid hormone it produces is T4. And in order for that to be activated, it must be converted from T4 to T3. Okay, and T3, which I'm highlighting here, is the active thyroid hormone. T4 is the inactive reservoir for creating T3. And T3 then um, travels through the cell into the nucleus um, activates genetic transcription and produces all of the effects at the cellular level um, that we are used to that um, control metabolism, help with hair growth, you know, help with brain development in the fetus, etc. All of those um, beneficial uh, effects are mediated through T3. Okay, so you right right away you can already tell that T4 has some value, but it's T3 that does all of the all of the work. Okay, now you might say, okay, well that that's pretty simple, but but here's sort of the, the spin to that, and it is that T4 can also be turned into reverse T3, okay? And reverse T3, I want you to think about as an anti-thyroid metabolite. It puts the brake on your metabolism in general. And so if I use this analogy when I explain it to my patients, think of reverse T3 as uh, your left hand and free T3 as your right hand. 
Now they look very similar, but if you tried to stick a right-handed glove on your left hand, it would feel awkward and it just wouldn't fit right, okay? And so what you need to understand here is that reverse T3 and free T3 both try to sit on and bind to the same cellular receptor, which means that if you have high levels of reverse T3, it may outcompete the free T3 levels and prevent T3 from getting into the cell and turning on all the genes and helping you with your symptoms, okay? And so that's that this is going to be critical to understanding why a lot of the things that I'm going to be explaining to you and how level thyroxine fits into this picture. Um, so I, I want you to remember that. Now, as a, a quick primer, um, T4, uh, well, let, let's say, let's put it this way. Levothyroxine is a T4 only medication, which means that when I give it to patients or your doctor gives T4 containing medications to you, it's up to your body to turn it into T3, okay? And so most doctors make the assumption that when they give you T4, your body has no problem turning into T3. Um, the conversion is, you know, 100%. You turn it into T3, it gets into the cell, you know, bada bing, bada boom, all of your symptoms are taken care of, okay? And that turns out not to be the case in many, many patients, all right? And this can help explain why a lot of patients who are on T4-only medications may actually get worse or gain weight because what they might do, their body might say, well, forget about it. I'm not going to create T3 with this. I'm going to use this T4 to create reverse T3, and then reverse T3 is going to outcompete free T3 for cellular binding. All right, and the things that cause your body to turn T4 into reverse T3 are shown right here, and I'm going to quickly go over them. Okay, so number one is stress. Now, I know almost every single one of you out there is dealing with stress in some form um, or another. That may be in the form of physical stress. It could be that your job is very demanding physically on your body, like a construction worker or um, something like that, or you're an athlete. It could be that you're under uh, an immense amount of psychological stress, which could be from you know, just family re or relationships or social relationships or even emotional stress, um, things like PTSD, depression, anxiety, all of those things increase your stress and will increase the T4 to reverse T3 conversion. Okay, Trauma, trauma could be uh, emotional or uh, physical, uh, again, going back to the PTSD type of thing or anxiety, depression. Low-calorie diets, okay, that's a huge one. So I see this happen all the time. Patients who are already a little overweight, they have thyroid problems, they think, okay, well, I just need to diet more to lose weight. So they diet, and then their body takes all of that T4 that, that their doctor has given them, turns it straight into reverse T3, they just gain more weight, and they feel worse, okay? Um, so that's another big thing. Inflammation, pretty a lot of people, pretty much everybody um, has some degree of inflammation going on in their body in a, in a low-grade amount, um, so that, that's another big deal. Toxins, this can be environmental, chronic infections, or just any kind of acute or subacute infections. Um, liver and kidney dysfunctions because dysfunction because that's where a lot of the um, T4 to, to T3 conversion occurs. So if you have dysfunction in the place where it should occur, it will be reduced, right? And then also medications, which is a big deal. Um, I won't go over all of them, but some of them that you might be on would be antidepressants. So the SSRIs, like selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors, Prozac, things in that, um, that category. Blood pressure medications, especially beta blockers, so um, metoprolol, propranolol, carvedilol, those type of things that people get put on for high blood pressure or um, high heart rate. 
um, anti-seizure medications, uh, and then also anti-diabetic medications. Now, some are, so, or I'm sorry, just you know, hypoglycemic medications or medications that lower blood sugar um, that diabetic diabetic patients tend to tend to use. Now, all of these medications can lower this conversion. So, just take a mental inventory here and and check off all check and just see how many of these things categories you fall into do you have stress in your life do you have trauma in your life? or have you undergone trauma have you ever done a low calorie diet do you have inflammation in your body do you come into contact with toxins do you have are you chronically getting uh, sick do you have any liver or kidney issues are you on any of those medications i i listed previously and the answer is that you probably fall into one of these categories and if that's the case your body may be taking all the t4 that you've um, have been taking in form, the form of levothyroxine or Synthroid, turning it into reverse T3 and blocking your thyroid function from actually working correctly. All right, and so that's kind of the gist of, of what I want to get into, but, and that's how sometimes I believe patients can be put on levothyroxine but actually continue to gain weight despite having no change in their diet um, and even exercising more. But and what I want to do before I talk about how to, to fix all to fix this problem or what you can do, I want to talk about a couple of studies here. And so I've included this study. Um, if you're watching the YouTube video, you can see it. Otherwise, I'll give you the title, which is Effects of Levothyroxine Replacement um, or Suppressive Therapy on Energy Expenditure and Body Composition. And so what this study did is it uh, the researchers took a bunch of patients and they gave them high doses of levothyroxine to try and suppress their TSH. Okay, and they thought, well, if patients don't feel very well despite having normal TSHs, what happens if we suppress their TSH completely? Will they then have more weight loss? Will they then feel better, right? And will their body composition change? And it turns out that that's, that wasn't the case, okay? They found that um, using Th um, thyroxine or levothyroxine and suppressing the TSH did not actually impact uh, energy expenditure or body composition. Okay, and that means that increasing the dose of T4 does not result in more weight loss, which is the the question that they were trying to to answer. And and they found out that um, you can't just go on higher and higher doses of T4 um, for more weight loss. And I think this they don't we don't have a perfect reason as to why this happens, but my thought process is that it occurs, it's probably mediated through the T4 to reverse T3 conversion that I mentioned above, okay? Then I want to show you another study here, which is desiccated thyroid extract compared with levothyroxine in the treatment of hypothyroidism, a randomized, double-blind, crossover study, okay? And so what this study aimed to do is it wanted to see if people do better on natural desiccated thyroid versus T4 therapy alone. Okay, and so if you don't know, if you've never heard of desiccated thyroid extract or natural desiccated thyroid, I'll just quickly explain it to you. It is a medication that contains a combination of T4 and T3. So as opposed to just having that inactive thyroid um, hormone in it, which is the T4, like levothyroxine has, it also has some of that um, really powerful T3 in it. All right, and the, the results of this study were... were um, were interesting, okay? And so it showed that um, desiccated thyroid extract caused a modest weight loss, and half of the patients who took it preferred the use of natural desiccated thyroid over T4, okay? And the author's conclusions were, were that 
the DTE, which is the desiccated thyroid extract, did not result in a significant improvement in quality of life. But I, I would tend to disagree with that because if you were a patient who lost weight, well, I'm pretty sure your quality of life would increase. Um, so that, that's more of an opinion, opinionated kind of statement here. But the point is, most patients prefer to be on natural desiccated thyroid in some form. And indeed, the patients that I have um, definitely confirm that that's the case. All right, So I, I find that the majority of patients do significantly better if they have T3 in some form or another. And that could be in the form of natural desiccated thyroid, or it could just be T3-containing medication by itself. So what I've done here is, and I want to talk about this next, is what to do if you think that levothyroxine may be causing you weight gain, all right? So let's say you're one of those patients who um, has a little, you, you know, you've gained weight, um, you went to the doctor, he's like, yeah, you know, you have hypothyroidism, you're taking the T4 medication, and your weight just keeps going up and up and up and up. So, and now you're, you're listening to me and you're thinking, well, hey, that natural desiccated thyroid stuff sounds pretty good. If those other people lost weight on it, you know, I, I kind of want to get on that. Before you do, let's let's talk about some of the things that you can do to see if the levothyroxine is working for you. So number one, what I'd recommend is you check your basal body temperature. And you would do this every single morning. And the reason you would do this is because your basal metabolic rate or resting energy, energy expenditure um, can be reflected in your basal body temperature. All right, and what I mean is, the higher your metabolism, the higher your body temperature is going to be. And so the lower the amount of thyroid you have, the lower your metabolism, the lower your body temperature. So if I replace the thyroid hormone that you are deficient in, your body temperature should go up. All right. And what, I, what I've done here, and you can see, um, this is a graph of a patient of mine. This is actually on armor thyroid, um, not level thyroxine, but you can see exactly what happens here. And again, if, I'll leave the link so you can get to this image if you're listening to this via podcast. But you can see this patient, um, this is over 30 days, and this is while taking armor thyroid. The first 10 days or so, 10 to 14 days, are very chaotic. Temperature is bumping up and down with a lot of highs and a lot of lows, and you can't really see a pattern here. And then at about day 14 or so, um, this is, I know this is when she ovulated because I, I had um, some other information, the luteinizing hormone strips to confirm this. Um, but you can see her ovulation and her body temperature shoots up the one degree that you would expect and stays elevated um, for about 10 days. All right, And then after, afterwards, her body temperature should go back down. And it does, but you can see the difference at the end of this compared to the beginning. It's much more stable towards the end. So the chaotic nature in the beginning of the temperature coming up and down was much more regulated on the armor thyroid. Okay, and so I always have patients check their basal body temperature, especially if they're going to be trying some of these medications for this reason, because it's really easy to see. It's so, it's so cheap. All you need is a thermometer. I can link uh, in the description below the thermometer I would recommend. And all you need to do is put your thermometer and a pen and a piece of paper by your bed. First thing before you actually get up out of bed is to take that information, just jot it down and and then keep a track of it, okay? The second thing I'd recommend is check your resting pulse or your resting heart rate, all right? And so this, this is, again, pretty straightforward. Um, low, a low concentration of thyroid hormone in the body will lead to a low resting heart rate. The more energy um, that your body is um, consuming and, and producing, the higher your heart rate will be. So it's very, you know, if you replace thyroid hormone, you should notice that your heart rate goes up, all right? And especially if you're taking T3 medications, this is very, very important. All right, and then I always recommend that you get a complete thyroid panel. 
Um, I have a whole other video on this, so I'm not going to go into it in great detail. But these are, these are the tests that you want to make sure your doctor is ordering. So first would be the thyroid stimulating hormone, otherwise known as TSH. You definitely want to get both free T3 and free T4. I also recommend reverse T3 so you can see how well your body is converting. The thyroid antibodies and then sex hormone binding globulin, which gives you an idea of how much thyroid hormone is actually getting to the tissues. Okay, so that's, that's all well and good, but what happens if your doctor is adamant about not changing your medication, even though you feel like you need to? What are the things that you can do right away um, to help boost your thyroid function and start feeling better? And so I, I wanted to include a list of things here as well um, so that you could get started on those things. All right, so um, I think I have a list of five things here that I'd recommend. Um, number one would be to optimize the T4 to T3 conversion. And we talked about this significantly up in the beginning of this article, but there are certain supplements that help your body turn T4 into T3 and prevent your body from turning T4 into reverse T3. And the two supplements that, that can help do that um, are selenium and zinc. All right, And there are certain forms that I recommend like selenomethionine and zinc picolinate. So these tend to be highly absorbed and are a little, in my opinion, a little more efficacious than other forms of zinc and selenium. So I'll provide links uh, down below if you want to see um, where, what kind of brand I use and, and what kind of dosage I use. But that would be one very easy way um, to optimize your T4, to increase your T4 to T3 conversion. Number two would be fix your adrenals. Um, I have never seen a patient who has hypothyroidism who had 100% functioning adrenals. Almost every patient I treat has some degree of adrenal fatigue. And that, that means you, you know, you're wired and tired, you have more energy at night, um, you're fatigued, you know, even after you get a significant amount of sleep at night, you know, those kind of symptoms, etc. So if you fall into that category and you think you might have adrenal issues, consider taking an adrenal supplement to help nourish and heal your adrenals. Okay, and I'll provide you a link to the, to the ones that I recommend. There's a, I'm not going to get into that too much now, but there's a combination of adrenal glandulars or adrenal adaptogens that can help you do this. Okay. Um, number three is to add in high intensity exercise, specifically high intensity exercise, not just running on the treadmill for 45 minutes or walking for 30 minutes, although those do have benefit. I'm talking about things that are going to boost your thyroid function, and one of those is going to be high-intensity exercise. Um, it, it's very helpful in the sense that it can lower the hormones that might also be blunting some of your, um, your ability to lose weight. So that would be things like insulin and leptin. Um, high-intensity exercise, especially with insulin resistance, has been shown to sensitize your cells to insulin, um, and insulin is a big problem for many patients. So number four is to make sure you reduce inflammation. Now, I know that's very, gen very generic. Um, inflammation can come from a lot of different places. Um, and so in this case, I, like, I mean, I could talk about this for probably hours, but I think probably the quickest and easiest way to, to get rid of inflammation, if you haven't already, would be to change your diet. Okay, so a lot of people get, um, they just have sensitivities to certain foods, and so eliminating some of those foods can reduce inflammation um, dramatically. Okay. Um, and then the last one is to balance insulin and leptin levels. Um, le insulin and leptin both contribute to weight loss resistance, and they must be taken care of um, if you want to have any hope of losing weight. In addition, high levels of insulin and high levels of leptin um, both in increase the conversion of T4 to reverse T3 and decrease the conversion of T4 
to T3, okay? And treating both of these, I mean, again, this is one of those, those uh, subjects that we could talk about for, for hours, but um, I would say the insulin, one of the best things you can do is to lower the amount of um, carbohydrates that you're eating, but also more important than that would be to add in a fasting or intermittent fasting protocol. And then for leptin, one of my favorite things to use is a GLP-1 agonist, which is a medication you can be on for a couple months. Um, I'll probably have a couple videos talking about how I use those on my patients and how they help significantly with weight loss. Um, but these are five tips that still that you can kind of um, get started with right away. So there you have it, guys. This is, this is how um, I think that some patients can actually gain weight um, when, they are, when they are on level thyroxine. Again, I don't think it's... I don't think it's directly I don't think level thyroxine directly causes weight gain, but it can indirectly kind of lead to a scenario whereby your body increases the amount of reverse T3, which puts the brakes on your metabolism. Okay, and I don't think it's the fault of the medication so much as it is um, the so much as it is the wrong type of medication for your body. Okay, and if this is happening to you, read through this article, listen to what listen to what I said in this um, this video or podcast over again. And then consider going to your doctor and seeing if a medication that has T3 is right for you. And again, those medications would be natural desiccated thyroid, which has a combo of T4 and T3, or simply just adding liothyronine or cytomel to your current T4 regimen can be very powerful as well. And so a lot of patients will do very well by just adding about 20% of the amount of T4 that they have in the form of T3. So as a quick example, if you were taking 100 micrograms of T4, it would be you could add 10 to 20 micrograms of T3 um, to your regimen to kind of boost that thyroid function. Okay, guys, if you have any questions, please don't hesitate to either go on this blog post and comment on them, leave it on the YouTube, or shoot me an email. I'm happy to answer them. I know this is kind of a complex topic um, and one that's brushed over by a lot of physicians and doctors, but um, I think it's really important nonetheless. So um, anyways, I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks.